0: And this is episode 36 of The Modern Recordist, and yet another back-to-back edition of The Producer's Notes. The last one of them for January, in fact, and then we're going to start bringing guests back on the show once again. So welcome, all you Modern Recordists, to the podcast where we talk all about designing and living your life as an extraordinary artistic visionary, discussing inspiring and creative ideas around making music and art that creates an impact in the world. On this podcast, we sit down with musicians, songwriters, artists, producers, and all manner of artistic visionaries to learn exactly what we have to do and who we have to be to create meaning and live out our artistic visions. I'm your host, John Stinson, a Nashville-based producer, recording engineer, and mixing engineer, a collector of experiences, a lifelong learner, a lifelong teacher, and an artistic visionary in my own right, and I welcome you to episode 36 of The Modern Recordist and another edition of The Producer's Notes. These are typically the alternate episodes of the podcast where I rap solo on the mic for a little bit, but for the entire month of January 2016, we're focusing entirely on the Producers Notes episodes and drilling in specifically on some recording topics. The last couple weeks I pulled from, uh, from something from my Recording Drums 101 resource. A couple of weeks ago, it was recording drums with just two microphones using the Brendan O'Brien technique, and then last week was recording drums with just two microphones using... The recorder man technique, which took us into the stereo territory. And then this week, we're going to graduate up to three microphones. I'm pulling another setup from my recording drums 101 resource, this time the Glenn Johns technique. But real quick, before I get into the rest of the episode, I want to clue you in on this recording drums 101 resource. Not too long ago, I noticed. How much people were getting overwhelmed and confused and bogged down with recording drums. Artists and songwriters who were just getting into recording as a way to demo their ideas were getting so derailed from their creative process, trying to figure out how to get the drums recorded, that they weren't able to actually finish their ideas and actually create any music. And also kept running into some recording engineers who had picked up some bad habits here and there, so I decided to put together a free resource called Recording Drums 101, a home studio guide for pro-sounding drums, and offer that on my website at johnstinson.com. Recording Drums 101 is a collection of drum miking setups, as well as a good chunk of supporting information that will make your drum recording sound amazing. Uh, this is all stuff that I learned from working with and studying some of the greatest recording engineers in the record making business during my more than 10 years working in a whole bunch of different studios home studios and even some of the biggest most extravagant commercial studios out there the idea is to give you only the exact info that you need and all the details on exactly how to set it up so that you can simply plug and play and keep your mind in the creative flow of things you don't need to worry about all the technical stuff that goes into recording You need to keep your mind focused on creating great music, and this free resource on recording drums will help you do just that. So that's where today's podcast topic comes from, as well as the topic for the last two episodes. To read more in-depth about these drum recording setups, hear some audio and see some pictures, and learn some supporting stuff like tuning the drums and how to get punchy and powerful recordings... Go check out Recording Drums 101, a home studio guide for pro sounding drums, on my website at johnstinson.com, that's j-o-n-s-t-i-n-s-o-n.com, remember there's no H in John. You can just scroll down on the front page a little bit and click the big Recording Drums 101 graphic right there, you can't miss it. While on that resource page, go ahead and subscribe to my email list using any of the forms on that page. I'll send you tons more tips and resources on recording so that you can keep your focus on creating music. All right, onward to the show and onward to the Glenn Johns, Glenn Johns drum miking technique. So Glenn Johns, in case you don't know, is the producer and recording engineer behind many of the Led Zeppelin albums. And one of the guys, along with John Bonham, of course, who uh, uh, crafted the Led Zeppelin drum sound. And it's pretty common for many drummers to reference John Bonham and Led Zeppelin when stepping into the studio to make a record for how they want their drums to sound on the record. The drum, the John Bonham drum sound, that's a mouthful to say, the John Bonham drum sound is regarded as one of the biggest and most bombastic drum sounds in the history of record making and it, it's something many drummers and recording engineers often strive to emulate. And the great thing about this mic setup is that it's pretty minimalist and easy to get, it, get going with, as it only requires three microphones, one close mic for the kick drum, and then two mics to serve as sort of overheads to capture the rest of the kit. So for the kick drum mic, start by placing it just inside the porthole of the kick drum's front head and pointed at the point which the beater makes contact with the batter head of the kick drum. If your kick drum has no porthole in the front head, there's various workarounds for this. The easiest of which is uh, you can just uh, take the front uh, front head of the drum kit completely off, which I've had success doing. Uh, but you could also reposition the mic around the back side of the kick drum. And that could cause some phase issues, something beyond the scope of this particular podcast episode. But uh, we'll talk about that at some point. You can look that up. Just Google, uh, just Google phase, uh, recording phase issues. You can read all about it. It's pretty technical. Um, or uh, you could even cut a hole in the front head of the kick drum. If you decide you want to cut a hole in the front head of the kick drum, I'd recommend jumping on YouTube to look for tutorials on the best way to do this so that you get a nice and clean hole without uh, tearing up your kick drum head. And then of course, you can just mic the front head of the kick drum even if it doesn't have a hole in it. You could put the mic outside of the kick drum, you know, just using a um kind of back and forth to find the best sounding spot, the sweet spot on that front head. It might be a little bit of a trial and error of you know, playing the drum, listening through the mic, listening in the room, etc. Again, a little bit beyond the scope of what I want to get into for this episode, but something we can talk about in the future. Then let's move on to the next mic, and uh, let's call this mic Overhead Mic 2. Um, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a backwards thing, but uh, trust me, uh, it's going to make sense in a minute. So even though this is the first of the, of the overhead mics that we're gonna set up, let's go ahead and call it overhead mic two. Position this mic above the kit, about 40 inches or so high and pointed directly down at the snare drum. Uh, and then we'll go and grab the next mic, which we'll call overhead mic one, and position it at about the three o'clock position near the floor tom, but not directly close miking it. Uh, this This also would be Sort of the three o'clock position of the drum if you were standing behind the kit, by the way. Make sure this mic is about 12 inches or so above the rim of the floor tom and about 40 inches or so also away from the snare drum, pointed across the entire kit towards the hi-hat. So it can be a little bit of a tedious thing to attempt to talk about recording stuff on a podcast with no visual references, but hopefully so far this stuff is making sense to you. Um, that's really it for the micing positions and the setup and such. Next, you'll want to patch all these mics into your recording software. Hopefully you're good on how to do that as again, that's something that I'm not going to get into on this episode of the podcast. Um, and I want to go ahead now and explain why, i had you name the mics backwards from the way that we set them up? And I'll recap something that I talked about on the last episode. Um this Glenn Johns mic setup just like the recorder man mic setup from the last episode of the podcast yields a stereo drum recording and anytime we're working with a stereo drum recording we need to define how we're going to think of left and right and there's really two main options for doing this there's the audience perspective as if you're a member of the audience and hanging out in the crowd listening And then there's drummer's perspective, as if you're hearing the drums exactly the way the drummer would hear them when playing. Personally, I like to pan things in such a way that it puts the listener in audience perspective. So in your recording software, go ahead and set up three tracks. Uh, For the first track, make sure the kick drum microphone is patched in here. You can call it, you know, kick. And make sure the kick drum microphone is patched into this track then for overhead mic one the mic that is at the three o'clock position by the floor tom and it's actually the second of the two overhead mics that we set up make sure that this mic is patched into the next track you can call it overhead mic one and finally for the mic we called overhead mic two the one that is 40 inches directly over the kit pointed directly down at the snare and drum the first of the two overheads that we set up Make sure this mic is patched into the final and third track. You can call that track Overhead Mic 2. Then have someone play the drums while you listen to how everything sounds. If you're going to be the one playing the drums, you can just hit record and then run over to the drum kit to play some stuff. You only need a few seconds of audio to be able to check out how things sound. You might notice at this point that your drums may not sound huge and bombastic in the way that the John Bonham and Led Zeppelin sound is known for, and I want to make a few comments on that. The true sound of most of the Led Zeppelin drum sounds and the sound that is particular uh, the Glenn Johns setup yields, it's more of a tight, punchy, and powerful sound. If you go back and listen to the Led Zeppelin catalog, you'll notice that... Only a few songs like Misty Mountain Hop or uh, When the Levee Breaks actually had the huge bombastic sounds. And that's where Andy Johns enters the younger brother of Glenn and the guy who helped sculpt some of these bigger drum sounds on the Headley Grange sessions. On these particular sessions, Andy placed a couple of mics in a stairwell to capture the drums, and then he ran some processing on them after the fact to, to give them uh somewhat of a huge and explosive sound and help in that department and adding an element like this to the Glenn johns approach can get you some really powerful and explosive results but it isn't something i want to focus on right now and it does significantly complicate the process of setting up to record drums and the most important thing that i want us to focus on is to get a drum kit mic'd up as quickly as possible with a technique that is going to sound great yet not take you out of your creative flow the most important aspect of creating great music that moves people is to focus on channeling your creative in energy into the writing process you know if you don't have a well-written and well-performed song it doesn't matter what microphone techniques you use to record it so Try this three mic setup to get some great punchy and pro sounding drum recordings, to read more about this setup and other simple yet awesome sounding drum microphone techniques, and to get some easy explanations on getting yourself set up to record great drum sounds without having to really think about it too much, go check out Recording Drums 101, a home studio guide for pro sounding drums. On this resource, I have pictures and even some audio examples of how each of these setups should sound. Go check them out and while on that page, go ahead and make sure you sign up to my email list using any of the forms on that page. I'll send you tons more tips on recording, mixing, producing, and even ways you can reach your peak creative potential. Check it all out on my website at johnstinson.com. That's J-O-N-S-T-I-N. Son.com. Just remember, there's no H in John. And, of course, if you're looking to work with someone to record your next uh, project or mix your next project, make sure you hit me up so we can talk about that as well. Just shoot me a message at Johnstenson.com slash contact. That's it for this episode, my friends. Make sure you get subscribed and stay subscribed to The Modern Recordist. The two main ways to do that are A, by getting signed up on my email list at johnstinson.com and B, going over to iTunes, searching for The Modern Recordist and clicking or tapping the little subscribe button there. While on iTunes, make sure you leave a rating and review as well. Good and honest ratings and reviews clue people into the value that this podcast brings to you and guarantees that we're able to keep bringing on great guests and producing great episodes that you find informative and fun. And lastly, Make sure you share this podcast with some friends and let them know how much you're enjoying it. Go ahead and drop a link in a text message or an email or a tweet or a Facebook post. You can even tap the little share button in your podcasting app. That's it for this week. There's more for you next week. And in the meantime, go live your life of an extraordinary artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.